Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Lord, I just thank you that you are... Lord, you're a God that's with us. You're a God that loves us. You're a God that is for us, not against us. And I thank you that you have come so that we can live life and life abundantly. And Lord, live a life, Lord, of peace and joy. And Lord, that's only possible with you right by our side. And so I ask that you bless this message, bless each listener. And speak to each heart, Lord. Just ask your Holy Spirit to just take over tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I was preparing to come out and speak with you all, um, and was got the call from Miss Laverne, I thought I know, knew, I, I thought two topics came to mind. But as I began to prepare, I just felt like the Lord shifted gears. And so tonight, what I'm going to speak to you about is something I feel like it's for somebody here specifically. But I'm going to speak about living in uncertainty without fear. Um, you know, this has been one of my, the top podcasts. My podcast on understanding um, and releasing heartbreak and grief is my number one. But this one ranks number two and I think there's so much anxiety in our society these days there's a lot of uncertain things in the world that we live in with the economy with politics with COVID you know thankfully that's a little behind us but then you see something pop up about you know that there's another you know some other new virus and all uh, but there are just so many things. But really, ladies, if you read the book of Revelations, it talks about it's going to get crazy before Jesus comes back. And so I'm very passionate about raising up the body of Christ and drawing the body of Christ together and strengthening. Because one thing I learned in a lot of the adversity that I faced was that I had a God-given right to walk in peace in any situation. And as Christians, we've got to be ready to give away the hope that we have in Jesus. And especially to people that are bound in fear. Um, and even right now, you know, with the economy changing, you might be afraid you don't have the finances, afraid for your family. Maybe you have a loved one that's been ill or have just lost one. Uh, you know, the future can be unknown. But when you walk with God and you really look at the people in the Bible, they walked in a lot of unknown places. I can't say I'd really want to sign up to go to the lion's den, you know, 
or just some of the other things when you read different passages of the Bible. But number one, for those of you that are taking notes, and if you didn't all get, um, well, I just haven't, y'all, there's more people than I thought. If you didn't get one, I apologize, but I'm happy to email it to you. But number one, our certainty and security must be rooted in the nature of God. He is faithful when life is uncertain. So your three key words there are certainty, security, and uncertain. God is faithful when life is uncertain. And the only guarantee that we really have in life is that He loves us and He's with us. And yet those are powerful, powerful things. When you understand how much you're loved, when you understand who you are in Christ, when you understand the love of the Father, you can rest and relax. And so if you're struggling with anxiety and fear, you just need a greater revelation of the love of the Lord. And I've got a podcast on Wake Up to Who You Are and uh, Living Out of Our Value Instead of Our Need. And so I encourage you to check those out. But faithfulness is part of God's character. People are in and out of our lives. Jobs come and go. Economies up and down. Sudden change happens. But God is faithful. It tells us that in Psalms 36, verse 5. It says, Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens and your faithfulness to the sky. I mean, let's look at the sky. We're outside. That's a long way. That's how faithful the God we serve is. And 1 Corinthians 1.9 tells us God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And De- Deuteronomy 7.9 tells us about God's faithfulness. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. And you know, when my world as I knew it, I grew up in Kerrville. I used to come out to cowboy camp meeting with my parents as a little girl. And, uh, but when my late husband died, the world as I knew it, because we've been married 30 years. We started dating when I was in high school and he was attending Shriner University. And life as I knew it did change. And I remember one night sitting alone in my house and I thought, what do I know anymore? Lord, what do I know? I thought, well, I know you love me and I know that you're with me in this valley of the shadow of death and I know you're faithful and those were about the only three things that I knew I could really hang on to you know my my understanding the depth of God love God's love and beginning to learn that I had a God-given right to walk in peace was birthed from when my precious mama some of you may have known her, Mary Bell Jones. She led more pe- more young people and kids 
to the Lord in Kerr County than anybody I know. She did children's church for a number of years. And in her 60s, I think she was 64, she was struck with a rare autoimmune disease. And it took us two years to find that out and the disease was in her brain. And life was so uncertain. And for me, it was right when I had stepped into my position at the Christian Women's Job Corps. And I thought, my mama prayed me here. My mama taught me so much. And at that point was when the roles changed and I became the parent and mother became the child. And that was a big heartbreak for me, ladies. It really was. But as I would walk the halls of the hospitals, I would literally picture myself holding Jesus' hands because he promises in Isaiah to be our escort, the Prince of Peace, our escort. And Prince of Peace is part of his name. And it tells us in John that Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. We have access to that anytime we choose to practice it and tap into it. And I do have a whole teaching on that because it's a big part of my testimony and it's called Walking in Peace uh, is the name of that podcast. I've had my share of adversity in a number of levels, but God has always been faithful to walk me through those valleys. And God has set me free of so many fears. I grew up... um, had great parents, but there was a lot of fear in our home. And I thought that was just normal, that it was normal to be stressed and anxious. And um, I just, it's the way I grew up until one day the Lord began to put his finger on the fears that I had. I struggled with the fear of the, not only a fear of the unknown, a fear of failure, a fear of rejection, a fear of germs. Thank God. I got set free of that before COVID came along because <laughs> I'd have been a basket case. And, um, you know, there were just so many fears. And that is part of the podcast on freedom from fear that I've done. I encourage you to check that one out. But what I learned is for in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And what I concluded from that was that number one, fear was not from God, and it was a spirit that can come and try to rob us of the peace and the joy and all that Jesus has to provide for us because he has power for us and that's how he wants us to walk is totally confident I just got through keeping three of my grandchildren and they're still at the age they're nine seven and two uh, where they just enjoy life they're just having a blast because they knew even though mother was far far away Max loved them and was going to take care of them and that's how the Lord wants you and I to live our life is totally loved and totally free. It tells us in 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with torment. And he 
that fears is not made perfect in love. And so one of the things that I do now, if there's something that kind of makes my heart a little anxious and I realize that fear coming back, is just offer up a simple prayer and say, Lord, I just need you to love me in this area. Just give me, Lord, here's my heart. I just ask you to give me a fresh revelation of your love for me. Because that's what this scripture says. Perfect love casts out fear. And so many times, you know, I used to pray for peace. And then I'd get mad at God when I didn't have it. And one day the Lord said to me, he said, Kathleen, I've given you peace. You just don't practice it. And I was like, whoa, okay, I need to practice. And you think about it. Anything we learn in life from riding a bicycle to, you know, it takes practice. Anything you're going to get good at, you're going to have to practice it. There are very few things that you just have an instant revelation of. And I want to challenge you to practice your God-given right to walk in peace. My husband uh, was diagnosed when he was 52 of a cancer only two in a million get. And so as I was walking the halls of MD Anderson, there was so much uncertainty in my life. So much. And that uncertainty even increased because my mother was still sick and then I was widowed at 49. And But here's what I know. God has been faithful to see me through. And it promises us in Isaiah 61, He binds up the brokenhearted. Okay, so number two. The biggest fear we face is the fear of the unknown. It paralyzes. Fear paralyzes people and keeps us stuck from living a life of faith. Living a life of faith. The unknown is the thing that tries to hang around and steal your peace and your joy. And fear torments. It tells us that in Scripture too, that it's tormenting. And I feel it's imperative that we treat fear like a robber and a thief instead of a house guest. And I was the queen of excuses, of excusing my fears, guarding my fears that I had. I actually thought they were a part of normal life until God began to gently challenge me and say, Kathleen, I want to set you free. You know, when COVID hit and my husband and I were talking about, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? We're trying to deal with the unknown. Uh, Because there's so much at first that nobody knew. And I looked at him one day and I said, I know it's a big threat, but I've watched tumors grow on the man that I loved. I've watched my mom slowly slip away for nine years. And I've also experienced God's faithfulness and redemption And I said, I can't go back. God set me free of too many fears. I said, I'm not going back. I just can't. Once you've tasted freedom, you want more of it. 
You want more of it. Number three in your note taking. The only thing that we can really rely on in life is Jesus loves us and he promises to be with us. He loves us and promises to be with us. And that has to be the source of our security. And number four, we will never face a situation without the presence and care of God. God's presence is there for us to tap into. And even in days that I have faced recently in my work in Uvalde, in some of the things God's called me to do in this chapter of my life, I've been thrown into some unknown circumstances. But what I can in always step back into is, okay, you love me and you're with me. And I'm not facing this without your presence. God's too good to call you to something and not be and provide exactly what you're going to need. Many times we just have to take his hand as we walk into the uncertainty. It tells us in Isaiah 41, 9 and 10, it says, You are my servant. I have chosen you. Do you know you're chosen? Not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Wow. Right there, the Lord tells us what is in his heart. And he promises to strengthen us. Psalm 73, 23 is one of my favorite passages. And it says, Nevertheless, I will be with you. I hold you by the right hand. And that became so ingrained in me when I was dealing with all the uncertainty of my mom's illness and learning to walk and that God was with me in all of the uncertainty. And nevertheless, you know, that's kind of what you get when you don't get what you want. That's what I think that word means. But that scripture is one that I, at times, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what's next. I don't know what you're up to, Lord, but I know who does hold my hand. And there were others in the Bible that saw that too, and we're going to look at that. Um, You know, the story of King Jehoshaphat. And this, that story, and just to give you the this, this short version of it, he was outnumbered. And there was a vast army coming against his people. And life didn't look good, and it looked pretty uncertain. If you look at that passage in Chronicles. But one of the things that we've got to see is that God is bigger than our situation. So number five in your notes, we must see God bigger than what? comes against us we must see him as bigger than whatever comes against us and really all of life is uncertain 
except God. Except God. And number six in your note taking, the word, first word that goes in the blank is faith is not having to know what will happen next. I'm going to say that again. Faith, if you're really walking by faith, you don't have to know what's coming next. You just have to really know who's with you. So 2 Chronicles is the story of Jehoshaphat. And that's 2 Chronicles 20. Um, and I'm just going to read a little bit of it. The Lord, your, the Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over the kingdoms and nations. Power and might are in your hand. And no one can withstand you. And here's what... Jehoshaphat says, If calamity comes upon us, whether by the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and cry out in distress. He's proclaiming what they're going to do if it gets really bad. My question is, do you proclaim what you're going to do when, the un when uncertainty comes up and even when you see yourself as outnumbered that's what Jehoshaphat did and it says we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and cry out in distress and you will hear us and save us and then verse 12 says in 2nd Chronicles 20 verse 12 for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us he knew he didn't have the strength he wasn't denying the reality of his circumstances. And then it goes on to say in verse 12, We know not what to do, but our eyes are on you. Isn't that powerful? But he had to proclaim it. And there were many a days, and there have been in my life, where I've had to proclaim, I will walk in peace. I'll never forget the day at MD Anderson, and we had just gotten the news that the chemotherapy wasn't working and the surgery hadn't done what the doctors had hoped. And it was, it was crushing news. And uh, my husband wasn't feeling well. And he, um, we came out of the doctor's office and I said, uh, honey, I want you to sit down right here for a minute because we had a long way to go to get to our car and I said I want you to sit down a minute I said I'm going to go into the restroom and I walked into that restroom and I looked under the stalls to make sure nobody was in there and nobody was and I looked at myself in the mirror and I pointed you know sometimes you have to preach to yourself and I said you will walk in peace it's your God-given right. I had to pull myself together. I had to pull myself together in that moment because my husband wasn't feeling well. We had been blindsided by the news we got. And I needed to get him to the car and figure out the next step. But I had to take a moment and go in and preach to myself. I want to encourage you to preach to yourself. 
Sometimes you need to say those words. You need to declare those words. There's power in your words. That's a whole nother lesson. But proclaim and declare who God is for you, who he's been for you in other situations, and how much he loves you and he's with you. And declare that you have a God-given right to walk in peace. My prayer for each one of you is that you will come out of here and come stronger. Come Take these scriptures that are in there. I've, all the scriptures I've referenced are at the top of the page there. But that you come out with a new strength in the Lord to overcome whatever you are facing in your own life. Isaiah 28:16 instructs us saying So this is what the sovereign Lord says See I lay a stone in Zion a tested stone a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation the one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic That's a powerful scripture and that's one that when COVID first hit and everybody was in their houses, I came across this scripture and I thought, whoa, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. The Lord's saying when we rely on him, that we won't be stricken. We don't have to walk in that, in that fear. The Lord's our, our firm foundation. So what are the steps to walking in uncertainty without fear? Number one, and you'll have to write these down uh, if you want to, but there's space in your, in your paperwork. Realize fear is not your friend. That's number one. You've got to realize when you feel that anxiety, that panic, that realize fear is not your friend. Realize it's not your friend. And like I said, we have to treat it. In my life, I was treating fear and anxiety for so long as a house guest. You know, fear would knock on my door and I'd, come on in. You know, I, I just, you don't know what you don't know. And as the Lord just one at a time, and God was so faithful, I had a fear of the dark. I wouldn't, as a 30-year-old woman, go out in my backyard in Kerrville, Texas, you know, which is pretty safe. <laughs> and the Lord said, that's not what I have for you. And I'm, I'm just being honest with you, ladies. And so I began to give that fear to the Lord and say, Lord, I know this isn't from you. And then when the Lord set me free, I'd get up at 530 in the morning and go jogging in the dark. You know, now that's freedom that the Lord has for us. So don't, don't treat it like a house guest. Um, we just can't we just can't do that second timothy we already read that scripture about how fear god hasn't given us a spirit of fear but he's given us power love and a sound mind and one of my favorite phrases and i use this with kids and grandkids is just tell fear go you're not my friend you know it can be that simple we don't have to pray all these long complicated prayers Fear, go. You're not my friend. But it's a declaration. Number two. 
Number two in steps to walking in uncertainty. Ask God for a fresh revelation of his love for you. Ask him. Lord, just give me a fresh revelation of your love. And many times, you know, in the morning, one of my favorite things to do is just sit in the dark with my coffee cup and just say, Lord, I love you. I just love you. Come and just fill me with your love. You know, and it's like this sweet intimacy that I have with the, with the Lord. So ask him to fill you with more of his love. It says in 1 John 4, 15 through 18, If anyone acknowledges Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they are in God. And we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us. So we will have confidence in the day of judgment. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. It's that simple. It's that simple. And then Romans 8 tells you, I'm not making this stuff up. It's really in the Bible. It's really here. It tells us in Romans 8, if God be for us, who can be against us? And then it goes on to say, no, in all, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, verse 37, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither things present or future, height or depth will be able to separate us from the love of God. Yes. Made perfect. Made perfect. So sometimes we just need to practice that and just ask the Lord for more of a revelation of his love. And it may be you want to do a word study. Um, I I do have a number of podcasts on just the love of God. If you put that in the search bar in there and just how much he loves us. Because when you are so grounded in that he loves you, he loves you. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you. Then you're free to enjoy life. Number three, put your hope in God, not the world. Number three is the third step. Put your hope in God, not the world, because as you put it in God, it's going to give you confidence. It tells us this in Psalm 31, verse 24. Be strong, take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Be strong, take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. And then 1 Peter 3 verse 15 says, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone that asks to give you to give the reason for the hope 
that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. We have hope. Ladies, these are fabulous days to live in. They're crazy days, but they're fabulous days. And God handpicked you and handpicked me to walk in this time in history. I don't know why. I can't tell you that, but he did. And there's a world out there that is dying to know the hope that we have and the peace that we have. Number four, trust God. That leads to great faith. Proverbs tells us that. Proverbs 3 verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight or direct your 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 steps we've got to make god bigger than our circumstances ladies we've got to make him bigger we've got to know he's with us we've got to know that he loves us because in that is the confidence and the hope that we have to share with others let's pray lord thank you so much for your word that's rich that you lord your word that challenges us and let us be father a people that practice lord when we stumble and fall and are sidetracked lord i just pray for each one listening that they get back up dust themselves off and get back in the race i thank you that you are our certainty that you are the one that we can rely on and it's not in your heart that we're stricken with panic so, Lord, whatever is uncertain in the lives of each listener, Lord, I just pray for hope to come and anchor, be an anchor in the midst of the waves and the uncertainty. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you for your love. And I just bless each and every one. Lord, just richly bless them with a fresh revelation of your love. In Jesus' name, amen.